Growing Herbs Indoors. Hi, this is Melvin York, and this is Growing with Daddy Pete. Um, we're here today, and uh, if you were with us yesterday, we talked about growing some different vegetables for the fall consumption that you could plant now or get ready to plant now. And another thing is, I want to talk to you today about growing herbs inside. Now, it's today is the 15th of uh, July. We are here in Piedmont, North Carolina, is where we're based. And uh, that will kind of give you an idea uh, around the area that you are. You may to, uh, need to adjust times just a little bit if you're from north. Do it uh, sooner or the south, but later. But uh, I know that a lot of us, uh, especially if you're gardeners, we keep something growing year round where we've got it in the house, where we've picked our landscape where we can have something green or something blooming year round. Uh, even me, I oversee my lawn with annual ryegrass every year just for the simple reason uh, that I like to see my yard green year round. Um, does put you in the mowing, but again, uh, I'm not one of those that has to put the mower up and winterize it. <laughs> uh, I'm using mine every several weeks in the winter anyway, so that's a good thing. Um, but anyway, I want to talk to you a little bit about growing herbs inside. We use a lot of herbs, and I know that uh, this time of the year, and if you're like myself, we've been uh, drying some herbs, putting up some herbs, saving the seeds off of some. But uh, there's a lot of the herbs that can be grown indoors. Now, uh, some of these herbs are annuals, and some of them are uh, perennial. Uh, but that's neither the case. You may still grow them inside. So instead of having that uh, lily or whatever that's taking up room and dust, and you're thinking, why do I keep that? Uh, we're going to let you get started with some things that you can use uh, in your cooking and that you can actually still save and uh, add some great smells to the house, uh, create some great oxygen to breathe. And believe it or not, they're very, very attractive. So we're gonna start with some of those. Now, the reason I'm saying now start those, we need to start seeding some, start plants. So you, you wanna pick you up some eight inch, 10 inch pots, containers, find out uh, the places you have in your house where you want to do this and we'll go ahead and start the seeds now or buy the transplants, either one. And then when it does get uh, the first frost coming along or before that, we can just transition them those into the inside. Now, let me say this, as we go through, I'll be recommending some of our products uh, growing products uh, that you may use to grow some of these in. Also, let me make you very aware, regardless of any mix you use, whether it's peat-based, organically based, that's alive, whatever. Uh, Overwatering, keeping it too wet, uh, you may attract some fungus gnats. Now, you see those when you bring in bananas and they get overripe, just for an instance. So, these are some of the things that these plants don't need to be overwatered to start with. So we want to talk some about those uh, areas of watering and uh, 
when to and when not to. Now, uh, let's start out. I have picked, I think there's maybe nine or 10 that I think will be the ones that we use the most of in our cooking. And then uh, it'll work good in the house. And uh, we'll start it out with sage. Sage has always been a uh, herb and it's a perennial, but it tends to, after five or six years, it'll usually die out, sometimes three or four, depending on what zone you're in, and then it'll need to be replanted. But I love the look of sage. I love the smell of sage. Sage is used a lot. And, and people say, well, I like to say it's primary in poultry dishes, but, you know, I don't see it that way. Um, I like it in sausages. You can use it in Italian sausage. You can use it in pork sausage for breakfast. Um, sage has got a lot of other uses that you can use too. Good thing about sage is you can dry it, put it up. Uh, when you get ready to use it, throw it on a cookie sheet, toast it just a little bit in the oven, crumble it up, and you're ready to go. And uh, it's a really nice herb. Easy to grow uh, that you can grow every day. Uh, I mean, that you can use every day. It needs six to eight hours of direct sunlight if you're going to grow it indoors. Uh, so if you don't have that, uh, we can also supplement that with some grow lights. Grow lights are really cheap. Uh, if you have an area in your house that doesn't get sun all the way, that would be a good way. Uh, so you just one that doesn't like uh, the soil to stay too wet around it. Again, I would uh, recommend either our, uh, for the plants that we're talking about, and I'm probably going to recommend one of the three, and you can do that. I'll either say our perennial mix, our perennial mix, uh, Daddy Pete's, or our Daddy Pete's um, Pete Light mix, or our Sea and Farm mix. So as we go along, I will do that, recommend those soils. And with the sage, I would recommend our perennial mix or our sea and farm. Parsley, you know, you know, that's something that we use a lot of. If you're growing indoors, uh, curly leaf parsley is just a little less flavorful. So if you really want parsley that gives you a bang for your buck, go with the flat leaf parsley. Uh, it's known for its robust flavor. Again, uh, this herb uh, parsley needs to uh, have not a soil that holds too much water and that's one thing we do when we bring our plants inside we tend to overwater them so uh, refrain from the watering can and uh, we'll do the finger test just go down about an inch into the soil it's still damp we'll just leave it alone we don't want our plants to dry out now but we don't want to drown them either oregano that's another one that's used a whole lot in cooking uh, oregano is uh, a perennial plant it usually comes back every spring. It likes a drain soil also. And uh, it likes to kind of stay a little bit more on the drier side. And by that, I mean uh, still kind of moist to the touch. When you go down that fingers, half a finger length, an inch or so in there, but not to where you would pull the soil out, mash it together, and see water run out or make a cake. Uh, it's real easy to grow. Again, all these herbs are gonna take about the same thing. They're gonna they're gonna need six to eight hours of sunlight on most of them. Now, here's one that I do like, but this is good to put in a pot even outside because this stuff spreads like wildfire and it's mint. Mint gives the house a good smell, 
beautiful plant, beautiful blooms on it. Uh, the two most commonly grown types of mint are usually peppermint or spearmint. Um, but there are other uh, mints too, like chocolate mint, uh, to give you an example. So even one of those, again, they do like uh, their soil just a hair wetter because instead of a seed, they are a rhizome that uh, likes to keep it wet. Thyme. Uh, thyme is one that we do use a lot in soups and stews and a lot of meat dishes. Uh, thyme does like its soil, again, a little bit on the drier side, a good drainage on that. Uh, you need to prune back the woody stems regular. Snip the plants you want to to encourage new growth because it's kind of a brushy, woody-like plant. Uh, again, six to eight hours of sun on that. Dill, now, dill's something that a lot of times when we think about using dill when we're doing pickles or other things, but if you do, uh, and dill's something that you would use different, dill's kind of a little bit of a different character here now. Most of the time, the other plant, the other herbs we talked about, you know, you can leave those on the 72, 70 degrees into your house, whatever. Dill likes it when you first plant, they like for it to be above 60 degrees if you're going to seed it. And it really doesn't like temperatures much over 75. It can grow uh, out in the sun more, but to do the ultimate performance, um, you want to keep it in around 75, which is perfect for winter times because most of our homes, you know, we're usually 75 or less. Uh, make sure that uh, you find a cooler spot in the house for your deal. It does need the sunlight, but again, if you have a place that it can get sunlight and you have a cooler spot like the one that, uh, um, yeah, at one end of the house or the other that uh, is off just a little bit from the interior of the house where it's uh, uh, hotter, go ahead and uh, put your uh, deal in that place. There are some varieties of the lower growing deal. Uh, the dwarf uh, varieties and it doesn't get as tall and that may be what you want to look for but now is the time to start planning or getting these ready that way you'll have them coming up they're going to be hardy they're going to have a good root base and then they'll be ready to make their transition inside now here's one thing that I want to talk about too before we finish up I'm going to give you some more but we want to do that transition when it's about 60 Five, sixty-eight outside at night or whatever, then we can move that into the house where our temperatures just will be the same. So you want to make that there. We don't want to pull plants in when it's 85 degrees outside and put it in the house 70. And uh totally different ball game. Try to make that transition uh when you move them inside where the temperature wise are about the same. That way we don't get any uh shock on our plants. Uh so so keep that in mind. Uh, chives, a lot of people like those. You know, they're a smaller version, kind of different deal than onions, uh, but a lot of people like those. They do have a smaller variety. Usually they grow about 12 inches tall uh, on those. Um, I don't know if that's really worth uh, a pot or not. You know, that would have to be up to you. Cilantro, uh, something that we do a lot, especially if you might, uh, make a lot of Mexican dishes. Uh, Asian, South American, uh, cilantro works well. Uh, I would rather, 
that uh, you start your cilantro from seeds. I think it does better than transplants most of the time. Again, water the soil on that one thoroughly, but it does like a well-drained soil. The same thing with cilantro, six to eight hours of sunlight, and we want to keep that, uh, we need to uh, keep those grow lights handy in case we don't have it. Uh, lemongrass, now that's a tropical herb and it's kind of got a citrus flavor. So if you've used that, a lot of people and a lot of chefs use this worldwide. Uh, the delicate little shoots taste just like lemon almost. Um, it loves full sun. So when you grow it inside, it needs to be in the south facing window possible. And this one needs, really needs the six to eight hour sun daily, if not supplement it. And to be honest with you, uh, it seems like the lemongrass performs better, you know, even if you did do the um, grow lights and even pull it up to uh, eight to 10 hours a day on light. Bay laurel. Uh, bay laurel is an evergreen tree or shrub. Uh, we all know that, but as the leaves are used in seasoning, a lot of the slow cooked dishes and, and casseroles, stews, uh, the shrubs are hardy. They're easy to care for. Uh, you can grow them in containers. That does res restrict their size overall. Keeping them uh, on a small side makes them way more manageable. Uh, if you choose to grow a bay laurel inside, you need to prune the plants so they grow no more than five to six feet tall. Now, that's a good focal point because a lot of people used to buy, and I don't know what people do nowadays, but they'll ficus trees, you know, and they were, you know, uh, a knockoff or made out of plastic, whatever, used them for a focal point. But here's something that you could use in place of that and actually get some good from it. Uh, again, this is a six to eight hour direct sunlight plant. Missed it periodically uh, to keep the humidity high. I know with our heat pumps and stuff, a lot of times in the winter time that we're taking all the humidity out of the air. So if you think about what by, keep it missed, that also keeps the leaves tender on it, and it's a good idea. Basil. Now, basil, uh, yeah, uh, that is probably the go-to in Italian cooking. Basil, uh, you know, put, I love the taste of basil, just about anything. Put it with tomatoes, make a dish up, uh, add a few more things, and I'm ready to go. Uh, the leaves, if you have extra, they preserve exceptionally well in oil or by freezing. Uh, basil plants grow well outside, but if you want to bring those in, as the temperatures drop, so does the life of the plant starts growing. Basil is an annual, so as the temperature drop, you want to start bringing those inside. Now, the thing about basil is uh, you don't want that to halt, so you use it year-round, there's a way to preserve the extra leaves. And just about all of these leaves, either ones can be uh, put in the freezer. They can be uh, frozen. They can be used in something that you can't, or they can be dried. Not all, but most. And uh, that's kind of an easy one to see on most of that. Um, so I'm, that's just, uh, let's give you one more. Let's go to this. Uh, tarragon. It's used in vegetables and egg dishes, fish. Uh, a lot of the white sauces you flavor with tarragon. Uh, 
keep in mind that a French tarragon is more flavorful than the Russian variety. Uh, but the French kind can only be propagated through the clones. Um, so that makes a world of difference when you're going doing this. So you're going to need to look for some transplants. Also, another good thing to do with all these plants uh, is, uh, especially the one like sage, you can go ahead um, before next spring, start, start a couple months ahead, you can go ahead and clip some of those, root them, start using some outside plant. Uh, same thing with tarragon. Uh, we can do that. Basil, you can save the seeds off of, be ready to go again. Bay laurels, a shrub, you can take it on outside if you would like. Uh, the same thing with cilantro, seed base on those, and on and on. Dill would be another one that you could uh, take the seeds off of. So uh, not only are you planning now for your fall, Thanksgiving, Christmas dinners and all, but on some of these, you can grab the seeds for next spring or you can propagate another plant off and have for next year also. So I hope that's helped you. Remember in planting these, I would recommend our Daddy Pete's Pete Light Mix, our Daddy Pete's Perennial Mix, or our Daddy Pete Seed Farm. Either one of those threes mixes will work well in these. Again, keep an eye on your moisture. Uh, don't let them get too wet, but most definitely don't let them dry plump out. So if uh, hopefully that's something that you'll take home this year and try that, enjoy some fresh herbs all the way through the winter and have everything ready to go for next spring. Uh, if you have a question or you've got a topic uh, for one of these podcasts, if you go to our webpage, daddypeats.com, there's a place there that you could uh, write a suggestion, question, or uh, for us. We'd love to hear from you. Also, uh, if you want to listen to some of the older podcasts, there is an archive there that you can do that. Just click on whichever episode that you'd like to hear. And it's right there, just at your fingertips. Uh, while you're on our website, if you'd like to join up for our uh, email once a month, we send out an email for the coming month of what's going on, uh, some ideas on what to plant, how to trim, prune, take care of things. We've got that and we are adding to that uh, every time. So we'll be changing around some of that stuff and adding some more to it for you. Uh, also, click on our products. We'll look at that. That way you can actually look up the products we talked about today, which is the peat light, the perennial mix, and our sea and farm mix. I think that you'll find that. You can look at the ingredients. And also we have a store located on there so you can find out where to purchase it. We do thank you for listening. I hope it's been a help to you. And uh, our goal is to spark a little bit of that gardening in you and uh, for you to be successful. This is Melvin York, and until next time, this is Gardening with Daddy Pete.